it's fascinating how quickly comedians hit in this day and age. It's incredibly yeah. hard to get anybody to care about anything. Exactly. But on the other hand, if you do hit something, uh, you know, whereas it used to take, uh, you know, it took Louis C.K. 25 years to, to build this gigantic fan base. Yeah. You know, Tim Dill Dillon did it in a few years. He's been doing comedy less than 15. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's kind of weird, like, after... You know, you're, yeah, like even Schultz, you know, he made this incredible two year run where, you know, he just blew up and made tons of money. And, yeah. you know, how do you, you really got to evolve quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to stay on the float. Um, Tim's story is particularly interesting. I was listening to um, Bert and Robert Kelly yesterday. Uh huh. Robert Kelly introduced Tim Dillon to Bert in New York. Tim moves to LA. Before he's ready, he's on the Bert cast. Yeah. And that kind of gave him his first big pop. Ah, uh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. And that took them from like, I don't know, four to 10,000 a week up to like 50 or 60,000 a week. Uh huh. And that was his first springboard. So he got into that like mega monolith inner circle. Of yeah. Like that's right. Burt Cast, uh, yeah. you know, this past weekend. Yeah. And Bad Frank, all that yep, shit. Like, yep. That's Rog right. And then, you know, four times on Rogan in one year. That's right. And Rogan was the big one. That was the one that made him massive. Welcome back to the Isaac Abrams Show, everybody. I'm your host, Isaac Abrams. Today's very special guest, comedian, podcaster, author, and philanthropist, Mr. Johnny Mitchell. Hey, hey. How's it going? Thanks for having me, buddy. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, man. I really appreciate it. I know you're very busy these days. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. These last two weeks yeah. have been uh, quite a pop. Yeah, overnight old success. Johnny boy, that's right? right. It only takes how many years? Uh, it took me 10. Yeah. That's ten, exactly yeah. what they say. Overnight mm -hmm. success only yeah. takes ten years. Yeah. Please plug everything you got and how we can find you on the All internet. right. So on the inter on the interweb, go uh, check out my show, The Connect with Johnny Mitchell. Uh, and that is about uh, you know, crime, drugs, prison, the underworld, and a lot of it is uh in the view, the frame of my story, but what I, what I did before I was a uh, comedian, I was a you know a drug dealer and you know nefarious character and went to prison. So uh, a lot of the episodes are based around uh, that time. Yeah. yeah. So go check that out, and then follow me on Instagram at Mr. Johnny Mitchell. If you like comedy, uh, I'm all around LA. I'm going to be coming on the road soon, so you know just check my alerts for uh, for tour dates. And then November 18th, if you're in Los Angeles. Go uh, go to the Comedy Store on that's Friday night, 1030. My show, Sick Joke, uh, is in the belly room. And it's $10 tickets. It's the best $10 you're going to spend on any comedy show in L.A., I promise you. Uh, we have Steph Tolev. We have Sam Tripoli. Uh, we have Annie Lederman. We have, uh, I think, you know, Bobby Lee might be uh, making an appearance. By the way, I've booked none of these people. I'm just assuming. I'm, I'm manifesting it. I don't know who's going to be oh, there. Oh, because I was just talking to, like, all, literally all of those people at Skankfest last two weeks ago. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, that's so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up. So, yeah, I'm going to ask all of them to be on the show. None of them might be there. But you should still come. It's You are going to have some, you know, we might have Fat Tim Dillon on there. Yeah. It, it, one of those five headliners are just named will be on the show plus sure. a bunch of other hilarious people so yeah you know what i mean i just like to say shit i lie a lot dude i lie a lot and it doesn't matter it doesn't it matter really fucking people don't give a shit they you know don't. it's hollywood yeah yeah, yeah if you exactly. weren't lying to me i'd be concerned about yeah, you 100, yeah well or you'd feel bad for me be like yeah this guy does not have a prayer in this business <laughs> wait you're telling the truth <laughs> uh you also have the fuck ben podcast Is i have the fuck ben podcast with uh my buddy leo from the bachelorette uh so if you like uh ladies out there if you want to flick your bean to a nice uh you know fabio kind of 2022 fabio looking cat very handsome. i suggest you go over there and uh we give out sex advice to, mostly to young men um and we do shit on women 
you know, for a large part of the the show, but we also, you know, we want females to come over and listen. So it's a little Andrew Tate with a little bit of sex advice? Yes, exactly. Okay. I would say it's guys we fucked, but for dudes. It's like the podcast guys we fucked with gotcha. Corinne Fisher and, yeah, and yeah, Krista yeah. Hutchinson, yeah. but we would never fuck those chicks. They're, they're you know, Just they're ugly. Line in the sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah hard line in the sand. Yeah. Um, but you will sell your podcast for $60 million if you... If you is that it. what they did? 60 sticks they got? <laughs> no, 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 hold on. That was uh, that was Call Her Daddy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We probably would fuck those <laughs> chicks, but, you know, 60 sticks. I mean, you ought to be ashamed of yourself if you consume that. Yeah. But what are you going to do? So a stick is a million yeah oh that's cool stick is a million or an m is a million yeah yeah so uh just diving right into the connect yeah sure uh i have like inside hollywood questions i want to ask you and then i have street questions that i want to ask you but i'm going to start with um the the hollywood side shit it's like did it looks like it was shot like a tv show yeah and it looks like it was written out and well thought out um i think some of the success of it and you tell me what your opinion is but is some of the success like teaching like people like me that's never seen anything like that what the inside lingo is like sticks is that like part a of the success absolutely absolutely it's being able to uh speak about the underworld to a middle class kind of mass lay person yeah. audience that's right a, that's attracted to yeah everybody's like fascinated that. by by the criminal underworld yeah. in my opinion every you know that's why the movies and crime shows do so well and that that's how i got into crime in the first place was yeah. like every 90s, 80s, 90s baby being enamored by Scarface and The Wire and yeah. rap music. And I was just stupid enough to actually uh, go and live out what I was seeing and hearing. Right. Uh, but yeah, so my idea for the show was like, okay, I have all these crazy stories. I have a an inside knowledge and, and like a macro knowledge of the way that uh, drug dealing and prison and criminality in general on high levels exist. So, you know, you can go find other channels about all this shit on YouTube, but it's usually some big cholo guy who's like, let me tell you about the craziest uh, shit I saw while I was down in Chino. Yeah, I got you know? my shit pushed I, in. Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> I, ran, I ran a full shit in. Yeah. I ran a full shit in, but that's not gay, you know? Yeah, not So prison. it's fascinating, but you can't listen to it for more than five minutes. Let's be honest. Yeah. So let me be the guy who's... Uh, you know, can articulate that. Yeah. That was the whole, I, the business model behind the show. Yeah. And then often, it's oftentimes people with your appearance have shows about white what, cop. Yeah. Snitch. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but you uh, like mid, uh, uh, not Midwestern because you're from Portland, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but you know, came from a good home. Yeah. This Parents is true. are lawyers. Yep. Uh, generally you find out about like white collar crime, like, oh, I stole, you know, yeah, right? that's right. I, I hid money from my dad. Yeah. I, uh, whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? I stole I, my grandpa, grandma's trust fund or whatever. I sexually assaulted a black prostitute with my, you know, lacrosse brothers, which is true, right? which is absolutely, that's actually, uh, it's true in my in my case, yes. I'm from North Carolina, but you know, that actually never happened. That's no, 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 all they fluff. They got acquitted. Yeah, it was, yeah. but, but like their name is like forever smeared. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's the first thing that like comedians go to mm -hmm. even even today, like 15 years later, when they see a group of like well-dressed, like Ivy League white guys in a in a group, yeah. at, uh, like at a table in a comedy club, a they, they go, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but uh, no, let's take that part out. I've never assaulted a black prostitute. That's You could just pay them. They'll do what you want. Oh, That's the, the way nice that I'm going to clip worker. this is going to be just exclusively very I, bad I assaulted. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thank God we're independent. Yeah, we're on the Internet. We are not. We don't have we're not tied to any networks. That's right. 
Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, but your uh, the Connect looks like something that could be on TV. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. I think it's more of like a Vice Newsy. It does have kind of what I don't like about it. It's got. It reminds me of like an A and E show from like 2002. So it's it. We are going to expand and start incorporating travel. Mm-hmm. So like next month, we're. Um, a vice news journalist reached out to me and he's like, Hey, I'm a big fan of the show. I work down here in Mexico, uh, uh, journaling and documenting the cartels. Yeah. And I said, well, that's crazy. Cause I actually want to go down to Sinaloa and I want to interview some of these guys. So we're going to go yeah. meet him and he's going to take us up into the mountains of Sinaloa. And hopefully we see, you know, a, a poppy field or a pot grow. And he's going to take us to the town where yeah. El Chapo was born. So we want to, I think the next step is to, turn it into like an anthony bourdain but for drug spots yeah yeah so that's that's kind of how i see the show evolving yeah like uh that dude with the pharmaceutical show with the glasses you know what i'm talking about on vice so-and-so's pharmaceuticals whatever uh i hate those guys though they're fucking like the the vice war on drugs it's like some oxford british cunt yeah trying to tell me about the fentanyl trade i'm like motherfucker i've been with these guys this guy would go touched hands with these you know what i mean like like I used to be supplied by lieutenants uh, straight from Sinaloa, who they would send up to these gigantic illegal pot grows in Northern California. Like I've been with these guys, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like I've been in Colombia, so that's what I can't stand is like giving me the educated, uh, you know, suit and tie. Yeah perspective like you have no insider's perspective right i promise you this one dude would just go and like sample the drugs and be high on camera that's a great premise i didn't know that That, you should have said that i was my show stinks go watch that show well i think it's only two seasons and it's done oh okay but he's a scientist and he quit being a scientist because he found out he could make more money being on television oh yeah doing drugs a la jordan peterson (laughs) yeah a la our best minds who now uh (laughs) are just youtubers now we're doing yeah now doing uh sponsors for blue chew yeah neil degrasse tyson's like do you you need to trim your ball hair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jordan Peterson, right after talking about uh, postmodernism, yeah. is your cock soft? <laughs> Try Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. And now word from Bluetooth. Uh huh. That would be hilarious. Um, so that's good. The show is going to expand and go on the road. That's right. Um, I have shot all through South America though. So if you ever, oh wow, where you, you ever, been? I've been to Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. I maxed out my visa in all three countries for like four years straight. Nice. Uh, I maxed I, out my visa card while I was down there. <laughs> that gets real dicey. Yeah. <laughs> when you're broke in Ecuador. <laughs> oh. That's, you, mm. I'd it's rather be a, broke in Ecuador than broke in Colombia. Right, because uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. money gets you a lot nicer things in Colombia. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. down there, I mean, it's like... Um, it's like so normal to be broke. Like you talk to people, uh, it's so poverty is so normal there. Like I remember we would, cause I lived down there, you know, months on end, you know, back in the day. And I would, uh, I would be like with my Colombian friends and I'd be like, Hey guys, are we going out tonight? And they'd be like, ah, you know what? We're broke this week. Yeah. And it was so normal. Like, no, tengo dinero. no, it's like in a casa. It comes in a go. And, and in America, it's like, no, we will max out our credit cards. We will, uh, you know, spend our last dollar to show you that we're middle class. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll go broke looking rich. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, we, we'll definitely talk, man. Uh, I, I, I fully plan on, you know. You know, we got like venture capital coming in and funding the show. Like this Sick. shit's this this is a real this is the real deal. You yeah, know? now's you, the time. Did you see it blowing up this fast? No, I knew it was gonna 
do well just because of the nature of the content and and the clickbaitiness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, of course, I didn't know it was going to do numbers like this, you know, in six episodes. It's what everyone thinks their channel is going to do when they start a YouTube channel. Oh, wow. And I guess this is what like I thought this season. This is the second season of this show. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm coming back. I got hot new guests. I got yeah. a whole new studio. Yeah, yeah that's right. And I'm going to drop this episode of Ryan Sickler. And it's going to be like, right, right. And of course, it's, you know, it's it's growing, but it's not like explosive growth. But you have yeah. like the perfect niche. It was shot really well. It's mm-hmm. cut very well. It clicked yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, in fact, you have they just released like what the new standards are for monetizing a YouTube channel with shorts alone. Right. Which is 10 in 2023. It's 10 million total YouTube shorts views in the last 90 days. Right. You have one singular short that has 10 million views. Yeah. 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 Each one is doing about a million plus now. It's very weird. You know, we're just like completely into that algorithm, you know? Um, But you know, it's something different too. Comedy is very difficult to make pop comedy's really yeah you know and, and i and i've been podcasting for a couple of years now and i just i don't know i didn't want to compete with you know that cartel and i do call them a cartel because they really like uh, have got a stranglehold on the market you know that joe rogan starts at the top with joe rogan and then he's basically created the market share, whatever that is, four million people. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Like out of his like average of eleven million listeners, how many of them are avid comedy consumers? Well, it's, yeah. I don't know, two to four million. And you know, the twenty, his twenty capos underneath, kind of they kind of all share that yeah. that that market space, and they don't really uh, they don't really let a lot of new people in, or, or they do, but it, it takes a real, you know, it takes a village. Like just getting on one. Yeah. You know, just having Ryan Sickler on once is not going to blow your shit. Just no. being on Ryan Sickler's once will not no. uh, blow yeah. up your shit. You have to be ready for it. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why. I, that's why I don't stress about like doing appearances on other big shows. Is because like, you know, like if you if if say you go on Joe Rogan tomorrow, like, right. are you ready for the, no. the the fans to come over? Do they have? Yeah. Uh, do you have enough for them to immediately fall in love with you? You got to be ready for the pop. Exactly. Yeah. I do now. Yeah. You know, but um, but for years, you know, it was I didn't. So mm-hmm. so and I, and I recognize that pretty early. So I was like, OK, what what is my competitive advantage? What can I do that nobody else can really do? And that's, you know, did you purposely sit on this story? Or have you wanted to put it out for? No, a- I wrote a book about it. Uh, I do jokes about it on stage. Days so of the Trap. Days of the Trap is the book. It's available um, on your website. Yes, or you can go to Amazon or whatever. Yeah. Um, a little bit bigger of a website. Yeah, Amazon. slightly, <laughs> slightly. Uh, we're coming for you, Bezos. <laughs> Bezos um, is here. Come on in, Jeff. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh wow. You really do get big guests, huh? Well, I got you. Yeah. Well, hey, sh- I'm, I'm. I'm. I was glad to be able to pencil you in. Yeah. Thank Isaac. you, Isaac. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I, Isaac Abrams. That's a Jewish name. It it is. I talk about this literally on every episode. And you have a gold watch on, dude. I Could do. you be it's, any more Miami Jew? <laughs> well, my last name is very German, so I just changed my. Uh, I talk about it on every episode. I just put a clip out this morning about uh, why I changed my name. But my middle name is Abraham, so I shortened it. Right. Because Hitler's uh, tough to <laughs> explain to people. Isaac Hitler was not going well. <laughs> uh, like I swear I'm Jewish. Yeah. Hitler probably was too. <laughs> <laughs> the actual Hitler was probably Jewish too. That's the ironic thing. He just He's hated like, himself. Right, yeah. right. But now, but now, so it's like if, if you know, kind of with the social justice, you know, warriors and the far left, if we had definitive proof that Hitler was Jewish, do we 
can we really hold it against him for killing all those Jews? He was Jewish. Ooh. Can you hold a black guy accountable for saying the N-word? He's a black guy. So it's like, I think they would grapple with that. I think it would be a difficult, I don't know what they would say about that. Like, how dare you tell another, a man yeah. of an oppressed group what he can or cannot do? Can you kill your own people? Yeah. That's the question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. These are, these are the nuanced questions yeah. that you're going to... That you that we're going to bring up on the Isaac Abrams show, the yeah, Isaac yeah. Hitler Abrams show. Yeah, and that Isaac Abrams is going to cut out later because <laughs> I don't want to deal with any of that Kanye shit that's going on right now. Oh God damn it! I keep torpedoing people's podcasts <laughs> where I, I go on their their shows and talk about Jews. I did that last week with. Uh, Are you Jewish? No. Then you. I mean. No, but I'm. But I'm. I'm saying I don't want to assume. I, I don't want to assume that it's wrong for Hitler if he was Jewish. Right. Like I don't want one shouldn't judge one another that's, person. That's that's all I'm saying, okay. dude. Yeah, let's uh, glass houses kind of shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. All right, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, back to the show. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you just glassed house Hitler, dude. You <laughs> could just you could just I think you just bleep Hitler, but then everything else would be fine. Yeah, or I, if I could just get you to say the word Kanye one time, I'll drop it in. So you're... so Kanye thinks that if Hitler's Jewish. It's cool that he killed all those other Jews. Right. That's what Kanye thinks. Yeah, that's Kanye's opinion. That's, I don't necessarily no, no, agree no. with him. We're not gonna. We're not pointing fingers here. No, no, no. no. Neither here nor yeah. there. No, this yeah. is a, a pop culture podcast about Kanye. How dare yeah. a white man tell a black man that he should tell a Jew that he should not be able to kill six million of his own people? Man, I, that's hard to track, but it's, <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> uh, so back to the car, the connect. Yeah, I want to call it the cartel because I read weird. Um, is how much more of season one do you have to drop? Uh, no, 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 no. This is just going to be in perpetuity. Like, oh, I okay. want it to feel like, and we're actually releasing, uh, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to start releasing a, a weekly podcast okay. where I'm actually interviewing, uh, you know. That was my first Big thought. criminals. Well, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, man. So this. we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing the episodes still every week. Yeah. And we're also going to be doing podcasts every week. So it's going to be, it's going to be a double pop. Um yeah, but no, I I don't want to. Uh, I do. I think on iTunes I have it as a season, but it's it's. I, I want it to to feel like a podcast. This is going to be a you know. This is going to be a running show. Yeah. Because I feel I figure once we really have the travel angle dialed in. Yeah. Uh, we'll be able to do it in perpetuity. Are you going to do it like um, true crime stuff? Are you going to blur the face on like charge the nerve? No, 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 never. No, I, I think that's what's great about like what Vice does. Even though I, I hate you know they're anchors but when they go you know they're interviewing you know the cartel in the mountains of sinaloa yeah. you know and you know they'll probably have their faces covered but no we definitely want um we uh we want it to feel as documentary style as as possible yeah you know what i mean i want to go to like the the uh strait of gibraltar mm -hmm. and like interview like hash smugglers yeah you know like, like maybe we'll get on a go fast boat probably not with the drugs themselves but like I want to, I want to see can can we uh, will they let us film? Because you know it, it, the tip of Morocco is only nine miles from the, the the southern tip of Spain. Yeah. So what they do is the Moroccan hash dealers load go fast boats, which are just like fishing boats rigged with like these giant engines. Yeah. And they'll go like a hundred miles an hour across the speeding across the strait. Yeah. Trying to outrun the Spanish Coast Guard, catch me if you can, and drop their drop their fucking product on the other side. So yeah. could we could we talk to a guy and film like a go fast boat like launching like you know that would be wild. Yeah. So these are so yeah these are some of the angles. Like I said, it's it's it'll evolve into a travel show as much as like a personal uh, you know uh, um, 
uh, tell-all. Do you feel like on the road you're going to have a pretty hands-on producing role or are you going to have a fixer that's going to kind of set it all up? No, we'll have a host? team. Yep. We're already putting the team together. We'll have fixers and, uh, you know, it just depends on what area, right? You go to Mexico, you definitely have to have a local guy you know, there mm -hmm. ideally somebody like a journalist are great because usually they've talked to these guys before and you got to have money to pay, right? Like yeah. you could, you that's the beauty of going to Mexico or, or wherever we're going. Colombia's safer, but you know, we got a $2,000 discretionary budget. We're paying people off. You know what I mean? We're cool. We're clearly not cops. Yep. Here's a hundred bucks to everybody. Uh, let's get an interview. You know yeah. what I mean? We're not going to ask no dumbass questions. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's and that's also what separates us from like a uh, like a BBC piece. Yeah. Is like these morons are like, uh, what's it like to do drugs? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, somebody asked some. And of course, he was an Australian or like a British cunt. Mm -hmm. He asked one of these Sicarios from the from the Sinaloa cartel. Mate, what will happen if you found out I was a cop? A police officer. That's a dumb question. And the guy's like, "Why are you? Why are you gonna make me answer that? Yeah. What do you? What do you think? Now I'm wondering you if you are. Yeah. yeah. So Did he live? so exactly. So I would. So I just have a knowledge of the game and, and an ability to ask more nuanced questions. Yeah. Do you speak Spanish? I do. It sounded like it, you dropped some Spanish earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I speak. I lived in Argentina in college and uh, for a semester, and that's where I really picked it up. And then after college you know in between like you know the big drug plays you know the big moves i would make i would take some money and i would go to colombia for a couple of months so, and i lived in ecuador i've been to peru and all yeah. that shit so i really like yeah so i'm pretty good i'm not fluent fluent but i'm very very conversational yeah. you know what i mean which means you can probably understand more than you can speak yeah exactly yeah exactly i can hear it and figure out what's going on in a conversation but if you ask me to respond in any way right right every time that's I went how i am with there, french or italian yeah they would always give me a translator Mm -hmm. And I wish they hadn't. Yeah. So, because I I'd be fluent now if I had to just get by. Right. But I would right. always go. <laughs> well, what we'll have is a translator there just as support. Mm -hmm. That's you know what I mean. So yeah. I I never feel like ah oh, you know if I if I run or you know if I come to a block in yeah. my vocabulary I can just turn to him and be like you know translate for me. Yeah. 100%. So so half the interviews will probably be in Spanish, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. You know, I want to go to Ireland. Ireland is one of the, uh, one of the biggest new emerging cocaine markets. Really? Yeah, that's you wouldn't you wouldn't assume that, right? You feel yeah. these people are all starving; they have no potatoes. No, they actually got money, and that you know, coke is a it's the scourge of Europe now. So I yeah. want to I want to go there. I want to go to Northern Ireland, and I want to you know because the, the the IRA is going; they're like targeting drug dealers. So mm -hmm. I'd like to go to like these you know the Protestant and the Catholic neighborhoods. I mean, you get some real stark gritty interesting images and you you know you wave like you know uh, weave geopolitics in you know it's fucking yeah. interesting do you uh think you're gonna also interview like law enforcement and get both sides yeah absolutely like on the podcast we'll get uh or even you know in the travel shows yeah we'll, we'll be interviewing you know dea agents and uh you know military members and shit like that but mostly drug dealers. That's kind of that's my side. Yeah, those are my people. You got to stick with what you do best, right? You know, yeah. like I, I'm not really a turncoat. I mean, look, I, I like I like cops. I, I don't have anything personal against, uh, you know, law enforcement right. whatsoever. It's part of the game. Yeah, you know. In if, fact, you have a clip about that that's really smart about like what you would do 
when you got pulled over is to yeah. admit to the small infraction. That's right. That's right. I yeah. thought that was, that, that was a really, really yeah. great clip. I was like, man, next time I get pulled over, not that I have anything else sure, wrong sure, with me, sure. but I'm going to admit to something. Right, right. Yeah. But don't admit, don't pull a Mel Gibson. <laughs> I do it in reverse. I'm like, I got 60 pounds of coke in the back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How funny would that be? Yeah. I think the Nelk boys did that. Like, oh my you, God. How funny would that be if you were like, if you just copped, you broke down, and you right. were like, "I have sixty kilos in the trunk." I'll tell you everything. Yeah. You got like, you know, f- seven squad cars, all the resources. Yeah. They come down, they find nothing. I, they, they couldn't do anything. They would. I guess be lying so to a pissed. cop. Yeah. I guess lying. I guess lying to a cop. They could bring you in. They could. They fuck will with you. find something. They'll find something. Yeah, 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 for sure. But you know, like that's the thing. Like, uh, real high level criminals don't have anything against law enforcement mm-hmm. because they actually need law enforcement. Mm-hmm. They need the drugs to be illegal. It's part of the game. That's why yeah. profits are so massive. Exactly. You know? Yeah. If they just let you go, they're, you know, drugs would be it'd be like selling produce. Speaking of which, watching weed become legal. How uh-huh. how is that uh feeling with the time that you spent cuz your charge was for marijuana, right? Yeah, I actually never got convicted on a, any dope. I got uh I got it was um they didn't catch me with any product. I got it was a money laundering uh gotcha. beef. But, you know, it was based around weed that was like my main product i sold other shit but the weeds what got me rich mm-hmm. um no i i don't mind. i feel bad for drug dealers uh and i feel happy for people that are got too much time for selling weed that are getting out or people that you know ordinary citizens that got uh caught up in the dragnet of the war on drugs and you know they they're getting their felonies expunged maybe they just had a small possession or whatever but yeah no i i feel sort of bad for the drug dealers because now you know their profits have really shrunk, and they're probably forced to turning, turning to harder drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's part of the reason that the cartel, you know, El Chapo really kind of dialed in on fentanyl production in 2016 is because he saw, he saw the huge hit that Mexican marijuana was going to take because of the legalization in the United States. Yeah. Because that was 60 percent of their business, dude. That's was a weed? Lot. Was yeah. weed export really so, more than cocaine? Absolutely, because it's what most people want. It's the yeah. most highly consumed drug. So logically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you know, part of, he, he was like, okay, we can make fentanyl. It's cheaper than producing heroin. Right. And, uh, and it'll kind of shore up profits from what we lost from, you know, the marijuana business taking a big hit, right? Yeah. Let's talk about fentanyl for a second. Yeah, it's my favorite. Let's talk about it. Uh, I you know, don't. All I know is that it's getting into coke and it's killing people. But people do it. Is on- it? <laughs> is it? Oh, boo, pussies! Vaccine. Nine wow. eleven. I'm just kidding. Wow. Sorry. That's the most. <laughs> that was the hottest sentence anybody said all week. Uh, but people do fentanyl on purpose. Yeah. Uh, Question mark. Ro- rock and fucking roll. <laughs> okay. Rock and fucking. Roll. I don't know because I heard a little bit in your bag of coke. That, that will that, fucking kill you. It will, which which it will. Yeah, it's been killing. Uh, it's killed multiple open mic comedians who were, uh, yeah. you know, the Walking Dead, anyways. But look, uh, yeah, it's killed. It's killed a lot of people. Killed my barber. Did it? Killed my fucking barber. I was livid. Yeah. I was livid because now I got to find another barber. I've been with this guy ten years. This is like it was a marriage. That, that's a long time. It was. It was more devastating than losing. Every single girlfriend I've ever had. Because you don't have to go in there and be like, I want a one and a half. On he knows me. That's he knows right. me. I go so, in there and I tell him about my day. I tell yeah. him I'm feeling like shit. He's, he's your like, therapist. Totally, dude. Yeah, was. Um, was. So he, uh, so yeah, you know, but he's a fucking junkie, of course. So it's weird. The, the fentanyl that gets into Coke kills people, but yet in the ghetto now, they're fucking, these kids are popping 
fentanyl pills. Is it pure? I mean, nothing's pure. No, 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 of course not. It's uh, but but they're but they're not. A lot of them. Some, of course, there's high overdoses. But I mean, the cartel is exporting fentanyl. You're right, as a singular product inside of these pills. Yeah, they're like blue fentanyl pills. And uh, yeah, all the young kids are popping them. So it's not killing everybody, right? Because you right. know they catch people, and they're now catching, you know, multi hundred thousand pill loads at the border. So that means, yeah, you know, those couldn't just kill everybody that took them, or there would be no market. Cust- there's left. no customers. Left. Yeah, exactly. That's what exactly. I tell people: is like the cartel's not making shit to kill you. The cartel's making shit to make it. They're testing to see, yeah, how addictive they can make it, so your customer for as long as you can be a customer. Right, I think so. Now, you know, that's one of the big questions I want to ask those guys down there: is yeah. do you feel like fentanyl's actually turned on you, yeah. or do you think it's been worth it? Right, because. You know, are are you? I don't know, but it doesn't seem to be deterring people from doing cocaine. So, it doesn't. I, anecdotally, I, I don't know about the statistics, but it does not seem to be deterring people. They might not care either because they have such a huge European market. Yeah. That I know a lot of those keys that make it to Mexico. You know, obviously the Colombians are 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 exporting it to Europe directly, but a lot of times, you know, Mexicans make these huge coke buys, and they won't even they'll just redirect it to Europe because yeah. the, the price of the kilo there is like. Double or triple. Yeah. I, socially, I saw maybe a four to six month slowdown in consumption when I'd be at parties and social events. Oh, interesting. But now it's like yeah. nothing ever happened. It's crazy. No, no, no. It's it's people. It just, I mean, drugs, it really is the scourge. I know I glorify them, right? Mm-hmm. But like it, it, it's, it's, it turns people, it turns people's morals inside out. 100%. Like, uh, you know, a friend of ours who books this show, mm-hmm. you know, she was telling me a buddy of hers was like, uh, they were at a party, and a buddy of hers was like, "Can I do coke? Is it okay?" And she was like, "Just let somebody else do it first. Like that's what Saddam Hussein said to his <laughs> his revolutionary guards. He would make people test his food first right. to make sure it didn't have poison in it. Yeah. Like what kind of way is that? Oh, we've had food testers since operate. the 1400s. Exactly. Like, yeah, but, yeah. but what in 2022? It's like, yeah, we'll just make sure. I've heard junkies say that cokeheads. Hey, yeah, we just you do it with other people mm-hmm. just to see if the first guy dies." Yeah, you know, it's so a human test strip. It's a real, uh, it's a really interesting way uh, to that good people, you know, mostly good people choose to, uh, you know, turn a blind eye to things. Yeah, it's tough because it's like you know, if I'm socially interacting with somebody and they're just like, yeah, uh, if you've got the balls to just pull out a bag wherever we are and just start doing it while we're having a chat, yeah, and I'm not gonna be like, hey man, it's like. It's like telling a smoker, like, you know, those are bad for you. Yeah, right? it's yeah, like, yeah. Okay, of asshole. Like, I'll quit of when course, I want to quit smoking. Yeah. God, know? I'm never around. Maybe I just don't go out anymore, but like, I never, I'm not around people that, that do drugs like that. I know? didn't try cocaine for the first time until I was 37 years old. I'm 43 right now. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You could tell, man, because it really <laughs> fucking caught up. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it every day since. <laughs> uh, but when I was, when my very early 20s, uh, a friend of mine called me and was like, hey, uh, I used to hang out with this band before I was in my own band. And a friend of mine, uh, she was dating the drummer. She called me and she goes, hey, Chris, the singer of the band, Chris died of a cocaine overdose. Chris Cornell. Yeah. Soundgarden. Yeah. Wow. You didn't tell me you played the Soundgarden. That's <laughs> I awesome. didn't. Uh, but the, his old drummer is the reason why I moved to California. That's a whole nother story. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so I was like, okay, cocaine, bad. You can OD from this. Right. And then, you know, 15, 16 years later, he adds me on Facebook and he's got a family and kids and he's still well alive. Yeah. And I was like, wait, cocaine didn't kill Chris. Yeah. Then the very next night I went out and I was like, I would like to try some of your cocaine, please. (laughs) (laughs) And it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's strange. It's in my book. I describe it like 
you know, it really is the devil's drug because it makes you want more and more of it without really knowing why. Yeah. I, I never had the addict gene. I was addicted to money, you know, still am. Yeah. Um, but I, I obviously would sample it. I would try it in the days when I used to, you know, buy bricks of it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I just I, I never got the allure of it. But I get it. Like, I was like, God, this kind of sucks. I want more of this. Yeah. Like what what other drug makes makes you want to do that? It's like coffee. Yeah. It's it's coffee is the only other drug like cocaine. in the, in the fact that, like, you might not even like the taste. It might not even do that much to you, but you just. You want to have it all the time. Yeah. So it's very uh, it's very strange, but they figure that out. That's why they called uh, uh, the first the earliest traffickers in Colombia. They called them magicos magicians. Wow. Because they could just take this chalky white substance. And these peasants on donkeys were like, wait, you just turn this into a billion dollars. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is it? You know what I mean? That's crazy. It's like they're like magicians. Yeah. How the fuck did you do that? So. Uh, so shout out to Colombia. Shout out Colombia. And then, by the way, these fucking Colombians, you go down there now and they're like embarrassed. They're like, our country's about more oh, than cocaine. Totally. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Shut up. More <laughs> than cocaine. Fake tits <laughs> in which I do my coke on. Shut up. You're lucky I'm in your fucking country. OK, it's like so talk about coke as much as I want. Colombia. Yeah, they uh, anytime someone gives you a speech about what they're not, you can definitely tell what they're trying to hide. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you have a clip about uh trying absolutely clean cocaine right out that's of right the the brick yeah 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 out of the kilo so yeah, the kilo. It, yeah that was in that was in colombia what's that high like compared to the stepped on shit that we get here in well you Los just Angeles? don't you just don't the highs more smooth and it's also you don't feel it going up your nose really yeah you know what i mean is there still a drip it's wild like yeah yeah but i think that's on purpose i think people cokeheads like a drip mm -hmm. um but it was just like like you could go to sleep on it wow you know yeah. you could uh uh you could function on it a little more i guess but it's yeah. still you know it still Less makes speedy. you weird Less yeah but but even pure coke is still uh still coke there's so much gasoline and ethanol that goes into the actual production of it yeah like just go watch a youtube clip on how they make 100 percent pure coke mm -hmm. it's go and then go stick your nostril in a gasoline uh you know nozzle yeah it's the same it's you know same shit. it's still not very good for you in my opinion i can't believe that there would be a doctor out that would be like you know what i'm gonna prescribe <laughs> you some cocaine know. i know they did that though they, they did, did that. in the 1800s yeah and, and opium too right yeah for for you know aches yeah. and pains and shit when the leeches weren't working we just gotta jack you up on the coke right well freud was a cokehead evidently right well um I can believe that. Hitler loved speed. Hitler was on, Here on we go. meth the whole time. And we're back. Hitler was on... <laughs> <laughs> Bloop! Love speed. Um, I'm going to do a Hitler montage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitler, when he was... <laughs> Uh, uh, famous Jew Adolf Hitler well, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, was shooting speed into his ass uh, to get him all hot, hyped up for Blitzkrieg and Kristallnacht. Well, he did give everybody uh, uh, meth chocolates, right? Yeah. That's, that's in his, his book. Yeah, yeah, his, his book. book, his biography. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one, you mean the one that you have uh, uh, in right. plain view when you walk into the studio? <laughs> right here above the swastikas. Just the, so where are you from? I'm f I was born in New York. I grew up in North Carolina. That's the accent. You sound like Ryan Sickler. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's always sad to me when New York Jews move to the South and then kind of 
<laughs> absorb that culture. It's sad because it's such a beautiful New York thing, you know. I but I guess everybody's got to get out. Uh, I like to think that I can do the New York accent, mm -hmm. um, but my friends tell me it's just me louder. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Where in the city? Oh, it was two uh, two hours outside of the city in Kingston where they held Woodstock. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that was the headquarters of IBM. And then they moved the headquarters of IBM to Durham, North Carolina. Oh, and that's how you ended up there. That's, that's how the family ended up there. Yep. And then when I was 26, I moved out here with my band with a record deal with Atlantic. Wow. That fell through. Yeah. And we all got jobs in the film business. Yeah. And that's and now you're doing stand-up comedy. So you've reached yep. the end of the road. Yeah. Well, uh, four <laughs> four years ago, I wanted to go back on tour with a band, but I didn't want to get everybody. Like, everybody's got corporate jobs now. My singer's the head of music videos at Disney. Yeah. My drummer owns an advertising agency with Kurt Cobain's little brother. It's Great. Just, everybody's doing it shit. It seems like failed musicians end up landing on their feet much better than failed comedians. You know what I mean? Ye like, it seems like they're able to... Uh, you know, if they don't overdose, it seems like they're able to uh, to kind of land back on earth. There's you know a, what I mean? Yeah, there's a sadder second parachute for musicians, though. So once your original music doesn't make it yeah. and you turn 40, then you become a cover a cover band. band yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and that's sad because you're wearing your clothes from your paint job. That is and sad. Your, your cargo shorts and you're playing Journey and Sticks covers until you're well into your 60s. But but you could also get a square job. Like the thing is, you can be go, you know, be the head of Universal Music and then play cover bands with your buddies also true and it's still fun and you can make money that way yes you know like because you don't have to constantly do the grind that comedians do right it is much harder to make money as a comedian than as a musician even now even now if even now if you're including social media money but that's no. part of the game now you know I what know. i mean like it's, it's uh, so fucking weird yeah because you yeah. can get a kid that doesn't leave his house yeah that's making comedy clips yeah and putting it on socials and he's making more than a feature that's not doing socials. totally totally which totally. is nuts yeah it's nuts i mean look what you're doing in here right yeah, yeah, yeah. same shit so it's 100%. like uh yeah i don't know i i think uh comedy i mean it i'm not even saying this in jest i really i think stand-up comedy has seen its best days mm. and uh it's still fun it's still it, you know it's it'll still be around but right. it's become a glorified personal appearance Yes. For the most part. You know yes. what I mean? You really, you don't have a lot of guys anymore. And, uh, you know, in my generation of comedians, uh, I'm just not impressed with that many people. And it's simply because we're forced to be everything. Like, I'm I'm forced to be, like, a creator of a YouTube show yep. and uh, interview cartel members just to get views. Do you think Jerry right. Seinfeld was talking to the Sinaloa cartel in 1982? <laughs> well, it's the deal with cocaine. Oh, my God. My dick is soft. What's going on with this? Yeah. So, no, everybody just got to focus on jokes back then, and there yeah. was this hierarchy. There was a division of labor, mm -hmm. which uh, there's it's like that for a reason. Yeah. Because everybody gets to specialize in one thing and then coming together as a collective, right? Yeah. Uh, you made a, a a better product when everybody's an expert at one thing. Whereas Correct. now you're, you know, like uh, you're just you're forced to be so many things that it's just more it's, it's more viable. I, I fuck going on the road for me. I'll just stay at home and make you know I I can stay in town and just make my content. Yeah, and I make huge money. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, I, I do think great great stand up comedy is. Uh, you know, probably a thing of the past. You have to love the road 
to walk, sure because if you don't yeah. love the road at, at the club level right the money's too good in the theater and arena level to not go on the road right sure but if you love but if you're selling tickets you could still make huge money if you're filling comedy clubs that's true but how are you going to sell tickets how, how's your name going to get out there yeah it's, and it's probably not going to be through stand-up comedy do views translate to ticket sales right well, well I, we have yet to see like with my well, show there you always know. seems to be this like equation for the clubs that go like if you have 80 to 90 thousand instagram followers right. we'll let you headline right we know we're going to pay for the room for the weekend right and then we're expecting you to sell out if you're above two hundred thousand. Oh yeah and it's right it's like where are you getting these metrics from yeah. i can buy two hundred thousand followers totally this totally. afternoon and now and now instagram like some like new comedians like i'm talking about five year six year seven year comedians are just hitting a, a niche in the algorithm and popping yep so like having a bunch of instagram followers is not doesn't have the meaning that it used to either. No, you know, and I think that's probably why Instagram. I think Instagram's going away too. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. I think there'll be a new, like, crypto-based, decentralized, oh, yeah, platform. Yeah, I think it's already out. Where you make, yeah. where you actually make money directly, like, almost like what that, Instagram's kind of yeah. doing with like the subscriptions. The ad rev is split evenly, right, on an algorithm. Right. Like, if you have a hundred subscribers, you make the percentage of that hundred right. subscribers would make. But, but really though. It's YouTube. YouTube, and you can see it with the shorts that they're trying to oh, push. Yeah. YouTube is, I mean, they got, they're Google, dude. They yeah. got all your info. They're they, going to they, shut TikTok down. They're going to shut TikTok down, and they're going to make Instagram just like Irrelevant. a thing for tits again. Yeah. Which is good. Don't take away my tits. Don't take away my tits, because then when I jack off to Instagram tits, yeah. I can still tell myself I'm not watching porn. Boom. That you know? is the truth that you're not going to get anywhere else. And it makes me sleep good at night. That's right. Oh, well, uh, how old are you? <laughs> also, because I just beat meat. Um, <laughs> it makes me sleep good at night. Hey. Name, the, name that film. Name that film written by Oliver Stone, directed by, who's that fucking guy? <laughs> De Palma. Scarface? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, uh, that's a good De Niro. It's not, it's not great. Uh, I'm 36. <laughs> I'm 36. When you hit 40, you turn into a morning guy. Um, oh yeah that's what that's what everybody's saying yeah that's what everybody's saying because then uh when you hit 40 you jack off at night and you got to get up every two hours to piss <laughs> right because your prostate's like <laughs> right exactly just spitting dust yeah yeah it's yeah. just growing like uh yeah. that 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 fireball in yeah. armageddon but well, if you drink a huge glass of water before you go to bed after 40 then you've built up enough <laughs> juice to have a really fun morning for sure and then yeah. when you shake hands all day you're like ha, first thing i touched this morning was my dick <laughs> yeah that's that's always that's you know fun for everybody that's but that's never that's been a constant since i was 12 <laughs> you know? yeah, that's true all right we are uh 45 minutes in we got some time if you got anything else. I just got an out at one. Uh, you do, and that's 21 minutes from now. So I have seven questions that I ask everybody at the end of the episode. I call it a lightning round. Okay. But we don't have to speed through it because there's some follow-up questions. Sure. Uh, what is your favorite club or venue to perform comedy? Uh, well, I that I have performed in, yeah. or because I know like the Denver Comedy Works, there's these great rooms, but I haven't played there, so I can't really speak to them. Uh, favorite club, favorite room in Los Angeles when it's hot? Is actually the Laugh Factory, main room. Ma yeah, there's only one room. The la there's only Sorry, one yeah, room. Yeah, the Laugh Factory. You said Laugh Factory. Yeah. I thought Improv. Yeah, that's the yeah. Last place I saw you. Oh, okay, gotcha. No, the uh, the Laugh Factory when yes. that gets cooking, man, you feel like you're in a theater. I it think it's like because the balcony isn't just dead air. There's other people up there laughing down. Totally, yeah. totally. And there's something about that club that just gets raucous. Um, favorite club is the Comedy Store, of course. Yep. Um, and then on the road outside of Los Angeles. Um, you know, any, uh, 
any uh, Portland Helium's a great club. You know, it's it's really not about the club; it's about the market. Yeah. So the better the comedy markets, the better the clubs are going to be, and those are usually in cold places mm-hmm. or stupid places, but not yeah. stupid like Miami stupid, right. which is everybody's hot and stupid, yeah. ugly and stupid cities, great markets. Yeah, like Wisconsin. A- Wisconsin, ugly, yeah. stupid, cold, dark. Yeah, all it's great. the things you want. In the all the club. things. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What's the weirdest thing that you have uh, that you saw or did as a kid? We're looking for like a stand by me body on a train track, found a clown in the woods. Like weirdest thing that I saw or did as a kid. Um, I mean, I masturbated. No, 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 no. I I took a shit on a salamander one time. I was in the woods. I was about I was in seventh grade and I want to say I was hiking or maybe I was just a kid and you know when you're a kid you just go in the woods yeah so uh for no reason yeah a salamander was walking by and i wanted to kill it very sadistic kid i liked yeah. killing small animals and so instead of like poking it with a stick i had to take a dump so i squatted over it and i shat on it and it was a direct hit and it drowned in my shit wow and i saw the little legs like yeah like convulsing and trying to get out of it yeah yeah killing animals as a child is the first uh, sign of being a serial killer, right? But it hasn't. I, I figure if in my if I'm in my 30s, it would come out by now. So maybe I maybe I got it out of my system. I don't know. I don't know. Dude. <laughs> You're a fucking ticking time bomb. <laughs> don't start today. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen a UFO or a ghost? No. Okay, we're flying through the lightning round. Have you ever experienced a natural disaster? natural disaster uh just fucking my first five years in comedy does that that count (laughs) yeah um no natural disaster no 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 hurricane that counts okay yeah hurricane um hurricane in columbia oh yeah it was like the it was either like the tail end of a hurricane yeah uh and and power goes out down there even when there's not yeah exactly so you're like what is it no it was wild and i was on a boat i was going to parque tyrona you in the north, which is like this beautiful, you know, nature preserve or whatever. And I was with my buddies and we were going to go like camp out and shit and do yeah. acid. And we got on it. We paid a guy to take us on a boat and it started like hurricaning. And so we were getting we were on. This was like a go fast boat. This is exactly yeah. what smugglers use to bring in drugs. Yeah. But it, we were going like 80 or 90 on the water, getting hit with hurricane rain. Yeah, exactly. And it was the most freezing cold miserable if you had jumped over you would that's how fast we were going it would have been like jumping out out of a speeding car you know yeah yeah it was horrendous so yeah i was i guess that was a hurricane yeah hur- you did a drug boat in a hurricane yeah drug boat in a hurricane it's <laughs> yeah. a willie nelson song <laughs> <laughs> drug boat in a, hurricane. in a hurricane wow uh and when does your comedy uh country album drop comedy country album uh that's not after part. no that, that that'll that'll drop just depends how desperate I get, you know what I mean? But I'll do anything, you know? Clearly. I mean, look at the connect. The temptation. Do anything for views. From being from music and then doing comedy, the temptation to do musical comedy is massive because it's just easier for me to write songs that are just silly because they don't have to make sense. And they get way more laughs, dude. Some of the yeah. musical comics fucking kill. Yes. Kill, I feel dude. like I need to be, I need to prove to myself that I'm funny without the guitar first. Right. Right, and right. And then I'll get all the tropes, and yeah. I might even get a trunk and dye my hair orange. 
You never yeah, know. that's a good idea. Yeah. Props and shit. Yeah, then I can get a Vegas residency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Can you become trans? Can we? I mean, it really is gonna. You really have to make yourself different. <laughs> what are you willing? Can you to become do? a midget? What are you willing to do? Can you become people? a legless freak? I can't. I can Lieutenant do. Dan. Whatever it takes to get famous. <laughs> that's right. Let's see here. Uh, what is your favorite vacation destination? Man, I love. It's boring, but now Palm Springs. Same. We got a house out there. We just go and we just like nothing. Just turn off. Yeah. Silence. Just nothing. Stars. It's like you can't get that in L.A. anywhere. Yeah. You have to have twenty million dollars to get that in L.A. You have to be at the top of a mountain. Yeah. To get stars and no sound. Yeah. Palm Springs is the shit. Yeah. I'm a Vegas and Palm Springs guy, which is going to take us to our next question. Oh boy, are you a bag of white garbage? Yeah, <laughs> I, I am indeed. Do you have a favorite vacation destination or one on the list that you haven't tried yet? Uh, yeah, I want to go to yeah Jamaica. Okay, I want to go to Jamaica because I'm fascinated by the dichotomy. Like I would go to the beach resorts and shit, but I'd also go to like the trench town. Yeah, that's a, that's a place we'll go with the connect for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you like Vegas? I don't. It's one of my least favorite places on earth, and I've been to prison too. Yeah. I've been in multiple maximum security prisons, and they had better people, better food, and just a better environment than Vegas. I fucking, it really creeps me out. I don't like Vegas. So, not a gambler. Not a gambler. Not a drinker. Not a drinker. No reason to go to Vegas. Not a, and, and like yeah, no, no reason. I don't. I don't. Do you have, tell your agent I don't to, pay sex workers anymore either, so I don't go to Vegas. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> that's funny for a couple of reasons, and you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, who you are. <laughs> Some of you are sex workers in Vegas, and that's uh, real work. I respect it, but I can't uh, be tempted by that anymore. Do you tell your agent to keep Vegas off the books? Yeah, like I don't even. I, I would play like there's a few clubs I would play out there now because mm-hmm. they're actually getting real comedy clubs out there. Yeah. But uh, but you know, spending a week at it, the Tropicana is oh not gonna do brutal, it for you. dude, yeah. brutal. Just the, the depression uh, is, is staggering. Yeah, that I feel when I'm there for longer than 48 hours. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it, but I don't like going for more than 48 hours. Yeah, and I hate yeah. going for work, like work, work, like regular work. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I've I've gone there to have sex with porn stars, and I was planning on being there for 48 hours, and I had to re buy a new ticket to get out of there within 24 hours. That's yeah. You know the level of shame that I. Uh, you know, for my old life was uh, was great, and and Vegas just brings that out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I get why some people like. I don't want to completely trash it. I know there's good chefs. If you like shows, you know what I mean. Yeah, you like going out to see a show. I don't like doing anything. I just like working and uh, you know laying laying on the beach. It's just yeah. all you know. And counting stacks uh, and, ca- and getting money. I, all I do is get money. Yeah, I've never. I don't think I'll ever be able to let go of the drug dealing mentality i was yeah. i'm so I, I was i made so much money it was it was just like I, I don't know how i'll ever get rid of it completely i don't think i will did you and feel free i'll cut this out if this is an inappropriate question were you able to hold on to some stacks while you were in jail uh, I, I, yeah yeah for sure i mean i lost most of it but i still I, I had enough to get me on my feet when i got out but that's long yeah. gone you know it was over 10 years ago when i actually sure. it'll be 11 years ago that i got out got out at the end of 2011 yeah it'll be 10 years no, we're in 2022. Yeah. yeah. This month, it'll be like 11 years since I came home. So, yeah. So, you know, I, and I had to pay lawyers, yeah. lawyer fee. I had good lawyers and they're fucking expensive. And, you know, I gave my parents money before I went in so they could put it on my books. You yeah. Know? So I was wondering, you actually answered this question. And I'll say the question until the answer is like, I always think like if I got arrested today, 
Yeah. Like, where's all my shit going to go? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I tell drug dealers. On that's actually I think a segment we're going to do on next week's episode is like you have to be prepared if you're doing dirt. Yeah. To to get locked up, and that that's a great question. Dude, you know, normal people that would just get a DUI or, you know, something awful would happen. They would get drunk and they would kill somebody. It's terrible, but, you know, it happened. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they would get locked up and you'd lose all your shit. You'd lose all your shit. Unless you have somebody on the streets, as we say, you know, somebody on the outside to move all your things and get all Mm -hmm. your affairs in order. If you can't bail out, then you're going to be sitting in county jail Still an innocent person, right? Uh, until you go before that judge and you know are found guilty, uh, you're sitting in jail as an innocent man. It could be up to six months. I mean, I was in the county jail uh, for almost eight months fighting my case. No bail. They didn't give me a bail. Right. You know that's wild. Yeah. And like, you have, guys, you have a clip crazy. about that that yeah. says most guys get to go home for a week, get their shit. Together, yeah. 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 Exactly. And then go off to jail. That's pretty common. That's yeah. pretty common. But, uh, but no, they denied they, you that. Right. Yeah, I did. They, I wasn't even given. I had bail money like, yeah. uh, you know, and they, they, they were like, no, well, your money's no good here. Yeah. Imagine that. I was like, oh, your drug daddy's money is in no trouble. Yeah. Daddy's yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Uh, this is also a question you don't have to answer. But like when you're at the height of like making tons of cake. Mm hmm. Is that what they call it? Is cake money? Cake, it sounds like you're trying a little too hard, but sure, sure, sure. Cake's When you're procuring lots of monetary (laughs) gains, do you you just stacks? Just put it in different, do you rent like 50 apartments and keep money there? Yeah, that's the hardest part. I do an episode, or I talk about that in an episode, but you know, dude, I had money, uh, I had like $250,000 in cash wrapped up in my parents' attic at one point. Like, I didn't know where to put it, right? Like, uh, my mom accidentally threw away, like, 40 grand because I had it in a garbage bag and I hid it under her sink. Just give me a couple days to figure out where to put this and she didn't know what it was. She tossed it. Like, I had, you know, shit buried in my garden. I had uh, safe safe deposit boxes stuffed with cash. I had storage units rented out that I would stuff with furniture um, and then put boxes of cash in there. So it's, you know, and then if you go watch the episode on how to launder that money, uh, that's the most important part is how are you going to, you know, if I ever went back to drug dealing, which I wouldn't, but if I ever, or if I could do it over, I would start laundering the money right away and spin it into legitimate businesses yeah. so I could get out while I was ahead. That's that's the drug dealer's dream is to actually get out of the game. And be legit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Which is funny because when you're starting, you're like, oh, I'm just going to start this life of crime. And then. Well, you, nobody says that. I did. Nobody, no. No, nobody thinks that. that. No. <laughs> I'm going to start this life of crime. No, honestly, though, uh, as a kid, yeah, let's call it like 1920. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I knew just enough people that, you know, if I wanted to get in some fucking trouble, I could move something around. Right. Right. And I always said, man, if I could just like go to Mexico one time, everybody has this fallacy. These are all people who are never going to deal drugs. If I could just drive a U-Haul. Yeah. From, from Mexico to North Carolina one time for like 100 grand in the 90s, 100 grand was like a million dollars. Yeah, for sure. Like, I would totally fucking do it. I would give right, it a shot. Right. Man, but you're not finding people like me that are willing to do that. Like you're just getting. Yeah, no, no, no. That's uh, that's why you see Mexicans completely dominating the uh, uh, the drug trade for like they're like vertically integrated now because nobody, you know, poor people, desperate people, culturally, people are just willing to take those chances. Right. Um, You know, you don't even find a lot of big time black drug dealers anymore. Uh, It's it's simply because. You know, America's a great country and, uh, you know, you spend enough generations here, you're, you're able to 
Go and the, and the laws are so fucking strict too. But yeah. it's like it's not worth it to people. That's why the mafia, the New York mob, has to go to Sicily for new recruits now. Yeah, because culturally it's so embedded there. Mm -hmm. It's like they know they're going to prison, but it doesn't matter. This is a this is a lifestyle that we I don't know. It just doesn't change there. Yeah, right. Even though you know mafiosos are worth hundreds of millions, their kids still get into it. Even though it's like, why the fuck would you do that? Right. right. Like the mafia in New York. You know, the American mob, their kids, generally, they don't want their kids in the shit. They're no. like, this is why I'm taking penitentiary chances so you can go on and be a doctor like Tony Soprano's kid. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's really not it's really not worth it. Like the you got to make sure the crime. I always made sure that the weight that I was moving was worth the time that I was going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's pretty smart. Not everybody does the math. That's why I didn't. I never sold like bulk cocaine. Like I, yeah. I never I never had over a kilo of coke because now we're getting into like mandatory uh, federal time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would so, fed time have been better? Are fed prisons? It would have been a lot more cushy, probably. I mean, there are places like Victorville, you know, federal penitentiaries where people are getting stabbed up every day. Mm -hmm. But I probably would have, for a weed crime, I probably I would have enjoyed myself a lot more. Yeah. I was in a big, tough prison, state prison. Real, it got real. It was really, really rough. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, definitely check out the show to hear all the raw stories. Of yeah. It. Um, it's really well done. Thank really you. Really well done. Thank you. I've done a lot of TV and movies, and that's it's it's really well done. That's awesome. Well, don't tell my uh, producer that he's already getting a big head as it is. You know, I mean, it's not that great. Yeah, it's a kind of a piece of shit. I mean, we probably could have we just shoot it in your backyard or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, with a couple of iPhones. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to clip this and send it to him. Yeah. Uh, this is how we end. What? Well, and then we can pl plug your shit. What is the best meal you've ever had in your whole life? Man, well, now that it's a prison and drug show, I guess I guess the pizza that I had my first day home. My parents picked me up. You know, I, I got classed down to minimum, minimum security. And I was at this place on the coast, this 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 prison on the coast of Oregon. And they picked me up. And uh, and we were on our way back to Portland. We stopped in Eugene. And we went to where I went to school, University of Oregon. And we had this pizza. I can't remember the name of the pizza joint. I used to go there when I was in school. And yeah, that first slice of like delicious New York pepperoni pizza. Best food I ever had. And bonus question for you. Yeah. What's the best meal you ever had in prison? <laughs> shit these are like shit you can trade with cooks and like they made some special shit that not everybody gets to eat yeah the spreads the <laughs> spreads were better than the actual meals spreads. fuck yeah dude the spreads so they would dude i i don't even know the recipe you can go again probably youtube it they take uh you know a bunch of top ramen noodles and they they dilute it cut it up with like a bunch of like doritos and they put all and like and like pork They'll cut up like pieces of hot dog and they'll put it in a bag. It looks like they're making moonshine. Yeah, or toilet and they'll, wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they'll and they'll you know they twist it up and do a bunch of shit. But it's fucking delicious, dude. High in sodium, but it's delicious. That was the best prison meal for sure. Nice. Yeah, that and my celly's cock. Hey, free sausages, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a kielbasa, black. <laughs> <laughs> Let's plug everything you got one more time. At Mr. Johnny Mitchell on Instagram. The Connect with Johnny Mitchell is the name of this YouTube show. Uh, the Fuck Men, which is like pure comedy. That's also, and you can check that out on my personal page, Johnny Mitchell. Uh, and, and that's like the comedy podcast. And uh, and yeah, come check us out at the Comedy Store November 18th, 1030. Uh, ticket link will be available at uh, comedystore.com. Sweet. Yeah. Johnny. Thank you for coming. Isaac, thanks for having me, bud. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next time.